breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. Okay, so the missus, the wife. Mm-hmm. My mom hates it when I say that. The wife, the wife. Yeah, stop calling her the wife. <laughs> She's your wife. Okay, <laughs> my wife. You can't say that. That's that's. You cannot call her your. It's like you own her. I do own her. You're not. I put that ring on her. Wow! Did he just say that? <laughs> You didn't see the the new the new things you're not supposed to say. You're not supposed to say my wife or my husband. There's a scene in Mash where Henry looks at Hawkeye and goes, "Sit down, Hawkeye. That's an order." Hawkeye says, "You're forcing me to stand." <laughs> so give me a list of things I'm not allowed to say. Yeah. When I saw that, I said, "You can't call someone your wife." That's my wife. What? Okay. Whatever. Then people know I don't own her. I'm. Being way sarcastic. God knows we know that. That's why I have two kittens in the house because I'm not the boss of the house. (laughs) So your wife wanted to go to the movie. She she came and I think it was Friday, and she said, "Hey," or she sent me a text. Will you go with me to go see Oppenheimer? Okay. Like okay, well, (laughs) of course. Yeah. And been married forty years and not learned something. Again, the answer, the answer again. to that is always yes. That's why we have two kittens in the house today. <laughs> um, so you you've seen it, yes. Mm-hmm. Just just real briefly, give me because this may this may carry over. Well, I know how it ends, but I um I I was I was surprised by how much political stuff went on. I told Dina after I said, now and, and first of all, let me say. I'm woefully ignorant on that particular chapter in history. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I me knew, too. I knew some names. Right. But as far as details and as mm-hmm. far as... I never studied that. Now, I'm intrigued and I, and I do want to study more. But my first my first thought is, and I told Dina and, I, and I've said this a, a thousand times, don't get your history from Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Don't get your history from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Go be entertained. Yep. Take it for what it is. Jack and Rose were not on the Titanic. Some of the best movies. Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Wildly inaccurate historically. Yes. He supposedly had an affair with the princess, the, the queen. Mm-hmm. And, and she... And they, oh, she was pregnant and with his baby, you know, that was, they never, probably never even met in real, right. in, in was history. Oppenheimer bogus? Was all that stuff about I'm, the let communists? Me, let me, let me, l- the sound of music. Mm-hmm. Wildly inaccurate. Okay. Great movie. Oh, great movie. One of my favorite, my wife's favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Gladiator. Okay. Okay. Marcus Aurelius wasn't killed by his son Commodus 
as portrayed in the film. All right. He died of chicken pox, for crying out loud. Okay. Was that brought out in the movie? No, it doesn't make for great cinema. Or as they say in Great Britain, kinema. <laughs> Don't get your history from Hollywood. If you haven't seen Oppenheimer, okay, go see what Christopher Nolan has to say. I think it's a pretty good movie. It really is. The The movie is based on pretty much a single piece of 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 uh, of a, a single source a book called American Prometheus the authors are Kai Bird and Martin J Sherwin now if you're going to get history from somebody know who you're getting that history from okay because that's their perspective you're looking at it now through their lens if i wrote a biography on on Joe Biden Mm-hmm. Would you expect that biography uh, no, it's not to be, be unbiased and n- fair? No, it's not. I mean, as be. much as I might go, look, I'm going to do an accurate, I'm going to actually look into this. <laughs> my my bias, my perspectives are going to come through. Right. Now, I'm not saying these guys are, that's my point. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know. I know. Who Kai, are these guys? I mean, do we know Kai who they Bird, are? I know he's. Jewish. I know uh, Martin J. Sherwin was a teacher, a professor at uh, University of California, Berkeley. Okay. I mean, look at where these guys are coming from and look at their perspective. Right. Is it wrong? I don't know. I'm not saying it is. So was I'm all saying, the underbelly in the movie about communism, was all that not true? I told, no, no. And that's my, and that's, again, I told Dina, I said, I guarantee you, again, I'm woefully ignorant on that particular chapter in history. Mm -hmm. I said, I guarantee you, Louis Strauss is a Republican. The evil senator. Oh, yeah. Who went after Oppenheimer. Oh. Do some research. Okay. Go look up Louis Strauss. Go look up the man's history, the man's service to our country. He was turned down from entering the military because of health issues so he enlisted in the naval reserve and oh, worked wow. his way up to rear admiral i mean he's he is class he he is he's called a conservative republican mhm oppenheimer was affiliated with communist organizations all throughout the 30s well his and brother was supposedly but he You're too? getting your history from Hollywood. But he was do, too. Oh, yes. Do some research. Interesting. Now, I'm not saying Oppenheimer was evil and Strauss was good. Right. Okay. But was Strauss purely evil like the movie portrays? Hmm. Was Oppenheimer this angelic savior of the world? What was never brought out in the hearings I thought was interesting. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. But the fact that the whole in in trying to get Oppenheimer into the Manhattan Project, they were saying, "Look, Germany's working on this. We right. have to develop this. We got to beat them to the before punch before Germany does." Yes, we know that they're going to use this to destroy the. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. evil purposes. Yeah, that was never brought up when when Oppenheimer was being vilified in the hearings. Hmm. In the film. Oh. 
I'm just saying, don't get your history from Hollywood. And if you don't know anything about Oppenheimer, the movie yet, it's about way more than us dropping the bomb. That's what we're saying. It's a lot of political stuff behind the scenes. Absolutely. Way more, yeah. And, 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 um, uh, oh, seriously, the genius, I mean, you know, the, the, Einstein. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Albert Einstein and his relationship and, mm-hmm. you know, how much of that was accurate. Yeah, because they supposedly were buddies. Look into, just, all I'm saying is, enjoy mm-hmm. the film. I want to watch it again because, first of all, it was three hours long. It is. And the first hour and a half, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. Honestly. I was, you got to pay attention, Definitely. I want to talk a little bit more. we got to take a break. Okay. We'll come back back. Mike and McCarty. 101.7. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Okay, so I told you talking about the movie Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. There was a <laughs> there was a point in the film where we're sitting there and I had a I had I got popcorn. We went to the Robinson. Saw, oh cool. Saw it at the Robinson. Cool. Uh which by the way, Robinson Management Theater was a little warm. Bless you. Thank you. A little warm in the theater. Was it toasty? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Come on. Come on. In a theater it's gotta be nice and cool. Yeah. Um so I had my popcorn. And and every once in a while, Ruben, bang me up. If if you've got popcorn, you kind of shake it a little to to get the you know mm-hmm. what I mean. The bigger right. things, and you, right. you loosen it up a little bit. And I and you know I didn't realize apparently I was I must have been doing it like a, a you know a Jamaican <laughs> rattle. <laughs> My wife goes, "Would you stop it? I can't hear." Oh man. Well, here's an interesting point about that, Christopher Nolan. When he does films, he was the director, he does not do ADR. Most movies... ADR is what? Most movies, when you see, watch the movie, the the, the actor's dialogue is not what's actually happened at that filming of that, film, that scene. Okay. They go in the studio and re-record the dialogue to match their performance in the film. Ah, So okay. they get clean audio. Okay. Now, they recorded on set most of the, but, so they get clean audio. Nolan believes he wants the performance that the actor gives at that moment. Ah, okay. So there's no ADR. There's no cleaning up the audio. Now, part of the problem is you don't always get clean audio on set. Right. And those IMAX cameras that they use are loud. You can hear the camera running. Yeah. Yeah. And they did a, I don't know if you noticed, they did a lot of scenes where they're just right in, like, Cillian's face. I didn't notice that, no. And so, these cameras are up close, hmm. but that. But now there's software you can use to eliminate that hum, but that's why a lot of times you. it's hard to understand, you know, especially in this film. It's okay. hard to hear them because there's no... ADR work being. I done. wondered about that because some parts of it were really, really loud. Most, most faint, yes, and and sound effects and mm-hmm. the music, and you get and the dialogue gets lost. Yes, I love Sergio Leone, 
But if you watch any of those, I hate the phrase spaghetti westerns, mm-hmm. good, bad, and the ugly, you know, a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, mm-hmm. nothing you see on film is the actual sound. Everything. I mean, it, really? I don't even know that they recorded sound when they filmed those. Somebody can correct me on that. Interesting. Everything from the from the footsteps, the foley, the horses whinnying, the wind blowing, the wow. sound effects, the gunshots, the dialogue. It's all added post. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. And Nolan didn't believe in that. I doesn't believe that. in that. I didn't So that's why it's that. kind of hard to understand. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I had an encounter with... Um, a couple of little children yesterday I want to tell you about. Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty. What are um, you um, Well, I'm out to dinner last night with some uh, some friends, and I'm seated next to a six year old girl, and a next to her on the other side of her was a five year old boy. He's almost six, so they're close in age. She's she's a cougar to him, I guess. Um, and they are were they brother and sister. No, or? no, they're no? they're friends. They're okay. they're grandchildren. Were they of, on a date? What no, was? they were grandchildren of a couple of my friends who oh, were okay. at this little event. And oh, so they were with y'all. They were at with the us. Table. Yeah, they were with us. And um, mostly, you know, we were chatting a little bit, and then then they got to chatting. <laughs> but they got to comparing um, teeth. You know, when their teeth fall out, they were looking at each other's teeth. Which one did you lost? So they still had baby teeth. Yeah. Their, oh, okay. yeah. And then they were comparing the tooth fairy cash. Uh oh. And um, one of them's tooth fairy dropped a ten spot, and the other one said, "My tooth fairy only dropped seven dollars. Only gave me seven dollars. Come on." And um, we and they, so they were. So you could see the the grandparents of the children comparing. You know, like. Man, I wish they wouldn't have started talking about this. So we're going to probably, the tooth fairy fee is now going to probably be $10. Shut up. But then there was some talk about, well, that's only for a first tooth and all that. But then fast forward the story to when we're leaving. This little boy, he shall remain nameless. Um, she, When we were taking pictures, she was wrapping her arm around her, him, you know, like, and like snuggling with him. So at the end of the evening, he's coming back. Now, his mom was with him, too. He comes up to his mom, and he goes right in front of the little girl, in front of all of us. He goes, Mom, can we get her phone number so that I can call her later? (laughs) Five-year-old. He's already getting digits. He's already getting digits. No. (laughs) You're supposed to hate girls. I was like... (laughs) This one's got game. Look at this one already getting digits of a cougar when he's five. I was like, you go, dude. I was impressed. Funny. It was hilarious. I never hated girls, but he just didn't, you know, when I yeah. was six or seven, wasn't thinking about girls. He wasn't real keen of her wrapping her arms around him for the pictures. But then when it was time to leave and she was going to leave, he was like, Mom, can, can we get funny. her number so that I can call her later? Oh, man. No. It was just fun to watch. No. <laughs> and, of course, Mom was like that. And then they went yeah. and sat at a table by themselves, and I went, look, they're on a date. Mom looked at me like she wanted to kill me. 
Yeah. Went, my son is not on a date. As the, as the father of a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Keep your grubby paws away. Oh, it was so cute, though. They're so cute to watch when they're that age. Interesting perspective on women's soccer. Mm-hmm. The U.S. women's soccer team. Oh, we'll I'm talk so about that next. Bombed. Mike and McCarty. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I admit, I don't follow soccer. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we talked about this. It, it wasn't part of our growing yeah. up in mm-hmm. the 60s in North Louisiana we didn't have soccer we didn't have access to soccer yeah it wasn't a thing it yet it wasn't a thing mm-hmm. so i never developed an interest in it well. i love ted lasso but that's about the extent mm-hmm. of my of my soccer interest honestly yeah. my, my, one of my not, sons... i'm not dissing soccer i'm not saying it's not the number right. one sport in the world for mm-hmm. crying out loud football right one of my sons played some college soccer and played all through his years from age four all so i was going to soccer field after sure. soccer field getting kicked out of soccer fields after soccer fields no i didn't get kicked <laughs> nearly uh thank you sammy for saving me that day by the way uh from the referee anyway <laughs> I, um, story there. Yeah, there's a story there. But I, you know, I watch soccer a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not typically watching the MLS. I'm watching the European leagues typically. But I. My son, my son loves that. Oh, but I was watching the, the ladies at the World Cup. And, you know, if you don't follow it, they were very lackluster in the early rounds. They were, they were not there. They were kind of checked out. It seemed like, oh, we're supposed to go on to the knockout rounds. We're, you know, we're, we're the queens. We'll go. And so they didn't do well in the early rounds. And so because of that, they had a couple of ties and that meant that their matchup in the knockout rounds was going to be a higher seed. It was going to be Sweden. If you'd have played better in the earlier rounds, you wouldn't have met Sweden in the first of the knockout rounds. So they had Sweden. And it was an early morning. I think it was in Melbourne, so it was early morning. And uh, kind of watched like 6 a.m., I think, was the time of the match. I'm not sure if our time anyway. I don't know. So I'm watching. And we dominated the game. I mean, dominated. Time of possession, shots on goal, you know, the whole shebang. The Swedish goaltender was a beast. This woman stopped everything that came her way. Nobody scored a goal. You go the whole game, you go another extra uh, 30 minutes, extra time, then you go to penalty kicks, which is like a horrible way to end a soccer match. It's horrible. You get the you get the five kicks. Um, Megan Rapino sails one 20 feet high. It's her last World Cup. You know, she's done after this, um, and she misses one. And she almost chuckled walking away. People are really, really ranting about her laughter just because she hates america uh well she's she's just and, and it was a and she explained it later she said it was a it was a uh angry laugh a disappointing laugh she said i just it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a laugh like i can't you know i can't believe that happened but you anyway you come to the last goal one of our players is going to take the penalty kick for the win we make it we win and penalty kicks are easy to to make i mean you know in the grand scheme of things you rarely would miss a penalty kick. She hits the post. So now the Swedish guy, gal comes up and she makes it and they win. 
Mike, and I know I'm going way off into the weeds here, but her, yeah. our keeper stops it with her hand, but it rolls back behind her hand, and the ball crosses the line just as she reaches to swat it back out. Well, if the whole ball crosses the line, it's a goal. It crossed the line. They show it with the camera, you know, like you see on tennis and all that. They show it with the camera by one milliliter. One the whole ball? millimeter, yeah. The whole ball crossed yeah. the line. So it's a goal. Sweden wins. Now, I, uh, I don't have time to ask you now. Oh, sorry. But do, do you think that the U.S. women's soccer team did not have the support of the general U.S. public? Oh, no. They did. They did. The, uh, the, you know, the, the, the soccer community. I see more rejoicing, which I don't agree with, uh-huh. which I don't agree with. But they've demonstrated a disdain for this country. Well, th- th- you can't paint the whole team that way. You I really can't. It's a couple of players. I understand that. And, the re- and, and a lot of these players are brand new. Megan being one of them. The, a lot of them are brand new. And that's Rapino is one of the ones that's old school and, you know, has done some things that I think are horrible. Um, but the rest of the team, the majority of the team is brand new kids. And it was a such heartbreaker for them to lose that way and hopefully they'll be back they got the olympics coming up and hopefully we'll dominate there they know they got to be different so we'll see will megan be in the olympics i'm not sure if she's going to be on the olympic team i think this was it i think that this world cup is it for her i don't know 1017 fm 710 keel Mike McC- now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Checking the Shreveport Security Systems message board. And I'll quote, the soccer community may support them talking about the women's U.S. soccer team. But America as a whole, no. When the bad apples are no longer in the barrel, they may get some support. Mm. So long, good riddance. (laughs) Another pop says, no, I did not support the woke socialist soccer team. All but one did no show respect for the people of the USA. All but one is a professional player. Hmm. Interesting. It's 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 sad. Look, it is I don't, sad. Yeah, it's, it, it is very sad. Who doesn't want to pull for a U.S. team? I know, I know. But it, they might I as well have Bud Light on their jerseys as a sponsor. I try to put that aside when I'm watching the game, which I find very a very beautiful game, and um, spent a lot of years. I wish I uh, understood it better, but I I, just, I'm a big fan. Uh, huge fan of soccer, and I try to look past that, that nastiness. I do, you know, use my money. Like if you're going to be a, if you're going to hire certain ones of these people to push your product, well, I will no longer buy your product. You know, if I don't agree with their pol- politics, and that's kind of what I, how I work. I haven't bought a Heinz product since the John Kerry. Uh, uh, run for president. Why do you pick the one product I cannot live without? I know. <laughs> yeah, actually, you can. There are workarounds. No. Yes, there are. There are no workarounds for Heinz. <laughs> Heinz is the standard. It's There's nothing comparable. The rest of it well, is just junk. It may not be as as good. As say it. good. <laughs> and, and, and again, I, I'm I hate that. I know. But when I I found out what Teresa Hines Carey Mm -hmm. 
John Kerry's wife supports and puts her millions into. Yeah. Those are causes I do not believe in and right. do not want to support. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I was happy when Subway got rid of Megan Rapino because I a, was a big Subway fan. Oh, I, I love Subway. And I thought, uh, while she's their spokesperson, I don't know that I can go to Subway Ruben anymore. Ruben and I talked about that documentary about the Jared from Subway. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ugh. yuck. Talk oh. about disturbing. Very yeah. disturbing. Very, uh, You know, <sighs> God bless Subway. They, I don't even know if I finished it because it was like, no, oh, I can't watch this anymore. Too I, I finished that one, but I wasn't able to finish uh, uh, Leaving Neverland, the Michael Jackson. Oh, I wasn't yeah. able to get through the first part of that one. Yeah. Speaking of Ugh. movies like the Sound of Freedom, if you have not seen that yet. We talked about that this I'm weekend. I you. want to go, but Aaron, it's like, it's, it's the same thing. I can't go into... The Humane Society or the Pound, I'm just because going, yeah. it just it it just crushes my heart. Yes. And to see these children, I, I will support the cause mm-hmm. and buy tickets even. But I'm telling you, every American needs to see it. I agree. It's I understand. Disturbing. It it changed my life. I mean, and I'm still working on getting some folks to come in to talk about human trafficking because I'm telling you. And and the U.S. is the biggest consumer of these children, and and we need to change that. Again, so disturbing. Oh, terrible, terrible story. Uh, speaking of children, let me change gears just a little bit. Dr. Philip Roseman, uh, one of the one of the key players in the Louisiana Key Academy. See what they did there? Mm-hmm. See what they did Pretty there? Pretty good. Key Academy. Pretty Louisiana good. Key players. Yeah. yeah. He's coming in to talk to us. Uh, they're having their ribbon cutting ceremony tomorrow. Okay. And they actually don't have the number of students that they're hoping to. Oh, A lot okay. of people. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up All after right. the news. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio with Dr. Philip Roseman, education advocate in Shreveport, Bossier. Done more than uh, than we can go into right now, but uh, the latest venture that you're heavily involved with is the Louisiana Key Academy. Yeah, Mike. And in bringing that to Shreveport, there is one in Baton Rouge and the North Shore. And okay, and the North Shore, New Orleans. Right. So. I just think this is a, a a wonderful idea. My children, as far as I know, are not dyslexic, but it's a school focusing specifically on dyslexic children. Yeah, getting to the the, the big picture here in Louisiana and really across across the country, literacy is is a, a big issue. We we determine the number of uh, jail cells that we have by the third grade reading scores. Uh, it's um, Wait, literacy what we determine in in our country uh the as we look at the future of how many jail cells we'll need we look at the third grade reading scores that's how they determine whoa uh, uh so it is a huge issue this is uh you know why one of the reasons i think this is important to have this academy because dyslexic children take a great deal of work to be able to get uh, to where they can read well. And if they get lost in the system and don't get the help that they need and they end up not being able to read despite going through all the way through school, then 
they're certainly the group that's going to have trouble uh, finding meaningful employment. So this is a real opportunity to take care of children uh, who uh, in the past oftentimes, you know, just got lost in the system. Uh, this is this is a specialized school for those children. In dyslexia, my my limited knowledge of it is it is is it more than just the letters are backwards kind of thing? Yeah, Explain it's a, lo- a little bit about what it is. It's a lot more. It's it's um, uh, really uh, difficulty reading, writing, speaking, um, uh, even math uh, difficulties that don't match your IQ. So you may have a very significant IQ, but simply uh you know can't read because the way your brain because the way you're, that information exactly the you have to learn a different way of how to process so it's a different way to teach uh and so it's a different way than the basic uh what we do in a, a generally in a classroom so they need extra help mm-hmm. uh and the Louisiana Key Academy is like the MD Anderson of cancer the Louisiana Key Academy to dyslexia it's a specialty school that focuses on that we get the best teachers at, uh, uh, on that, uh, and they're all in kind of one place. Uh, and it, it's a really a great idea, I think, uh, for what is a large group of people. I, I, when I started doing this, I had no idea uh, that dyslexia was so common. But there are so many of my friends and acquaintances, m- names you'll know. That you found uh, out That later. I found out. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They come up to me later and say Doc- dyslexia. Doctor, is it too late to enroll? No, not at all. This is the time to enroll. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's it's hard getting started with things a lot of times in Shreveport and getting the word out. But now we've got the building built. We're going to have the ribbon cutting. Uh, yeah, you've got the ribbon cutting tomorrow. Yeah. And, and generally speaking, it takes a, a couple of years to get a school up and going. We got a school up and going in less than one year. And you're at the old Arthur Circle. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a two sixty one Arthur Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it's today from ten thirty to twelve. It's today, today, okay. tomorrow. I'm okay. sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah Tuesday, t- Tuesday, ten thirty to twelve, um, and it'll be a lot of fun, and um, uh, we'll just get school kind of kicked off. And if somebody's listening, they don't have to live in this district for their child to be able to. Uh, benefit from this school to attend? No, it can be anywhere in northwest Louisiana. So Bossier, Webster, DeSoto. The one in Baton Rouge serves 12 uh, parishes. Uh, so I, I think it, it, it serves a, you know, a great number of folks that uh, you know really need that service. And oftentimes families will make the drive or buy a little house in Caddo, but mm-hmm. you don't have to be from Caddo Parish. Uh, to avail yourself uh, of the school. K through 4 this year. K through 4, add a grade every year. Okay. Uh, we'll get up to an 8th grade, definitely. And mm-hmm. then from there, decide whether or not more is done. But most of this work really is going to be in the early elementary years. That's when you can actually really make a difference. What uh, if my kid gets to my first progress report and we see that this child is struggling and dyslexia might be the problem. Can I still enroll then? Yes, absolutely. It's um, that's actually I think one of the more common things that happen is as you start the year, you begin to see that your child's struggling uh, with reading or writing or um, of those skills, uh, and 
and and you can at any time uh, be checked out. We we do the testing for free. It's uh, it's an expensive test, uh, but we do it for free in order to determine you know whether a uh, child has dyslexia or not. There's something that was passed in the legislature this year that's going to make a monumental difference. It'll be uh, every child in kindergarten will be tested for dyslexia starting probably in 2025 by the time all this gets on. But what does that test involve? Can you kind of describe it? It's 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 just a series of of questions that kind of get to the uh, whether or not they may have some components of dyslexia. Um, I'm not an expert in okay. uh, in those tests. Uh, I just I know that uh, that's something that we've uh, for a long time didn't know how to check for, and now with the testing, we're able to check more children to see if they they need more specialized care, and that that can come in the uh, in the paraschool systems too. Mm-hmm. But identifying people that have the problem is important. Uh, so that something can be done different about how you teach them. Now, you mentioned the parish school system. This is not a private academy, is it? This, is no. this part of the public school system? Is there a fee involved for parents? This is. There's no tuition. It's a charter school. It's a, okay. it's a school choice, a charter school. Um, therefore, the state uh, is the charter. The state Bessie Board is the charter of the school. And... Um, and um, it can it's free there's no tuition that's what's different about private school and what's important about charter schools is that uh, that oftentimes people have choice uh, my children had choice they could have gone to private schools they could have gone to uh, other schools but oftentimes there are a lot of people that don't have choice uh, and this gives them a choice of going going to get specialized care uh, for their child in dyslexia at no cost to them. I'm seeing your, again, the ribbon cutting tomorrow, an open house tomorrow from 4 to 6. And so anybody can come tour the property and, and take a look, right? Right. And it's uh, and then the ribbon cutting and same thing, anybody can come tour the property from okay. 1030 to, uh, to 12. Wonderful. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for you having bet. me. Dr. Philip Roseman in with Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Kiel, Mike and McCarty. So you had a big weekend, I told you. <sighs> well, yeah, I had I had a lot of fun this weekend. But <laughs> you note had fun to last night. Note to you? self. Note to self. No Sunday night margaritas. <laughs> it, it's just probably not a good idea. I only had one, but it's still it all and and a big meal too to go with it. I mean a big meal. So I got home and I was like, oh my goodness. So what time do you usually turn them up? Um, what do you mean turn them up? Turn you what you turn them ten toes up? Oh, oh, oh! That I was like margaritas. Turn them up anytime. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, toes up, toes up. Typically on Sunday night, no later than nine. Okay. So I was. Um, 
I was piddling around watching some of the TV stuff I hadn't seen yet. Um, some of the NASCAR I hadn't watched yet on TV and some of the other stuff that I was trying to catch up on. And uh, then I just drifted off to sleep, forgot to put the dog out, you know, for his evening. Um, like you don't just leave him out all night. You no, no, no. I forgot to put him out business. to do his business. Right. And um, so I got up this morning and he was just a wiggling, you know, just a wiggling. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, but I slept hard. I got a good hard night's sleep, but I just woke up and my tummy was like, oh, you shouldn't have ought to done that. You shouldn't have ought to done that. See, our, our routine has drastically changed with two little kittens. I mean oh. little, little. Are like they crying? milk. Are they crying at night? Um, no, they don't do too bad, um, too badly because I think they like, we have them in a room. Okay. Um. That uh, we've got a bed and a, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of little toys and a litter box. The female does really well with the litter box. Okay. The male, not so much. And right. He's littler. He's a little That's bit kind of like humans. Yeah. <laughs> the, the male brain. It's so interesting. <laughs> we talk about the development of the male brain and how much longer it takes for the male brain to mature. Yeah. Some would say... 50 or 60 i mean still <laughs> i forget the conversation it was with uh philip who was just yeah. here talking about the louisiana key academy that's my brother-in-law mm-hmm. full disclosure um and we were at lunch yesterday and uh, and that was one of the topics was the development of the male brain the male yeah. brain mm. and, and how much females are are so much more mature at such a younger age oh absolutely so the kitties are not coming in the bed Oh, with y'all no. no 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 will that ever happen no no that won't eventually happen. they're going to be outside cats okay yeah all right so they're they have their own little room now yeah, but they have to be fed regularly okay. you know and they're just now getting to where they'll eat out of the plate with with the soft you know we okay. have the little pate kitten food you know i'm i want to say this to you and to dina i admire you because um you adopted two baby black cats black cats rarely get adopted well and that was you know that was a conscious effort mm-hmm. i know and i know and i'm because I'm there were proud of so y'all cute little they, kittens they in are there. adorable and we both go that'll get adopted these poor little runts that are scraggly and ugly won't or if they will they'll get adopted by somebody who might do something stupid right you know with yeah. black cats so you have to i i'm i'm in, I admire we, you guys for oh, doing well, that well thank you we went in just to get a female and yeah. so she got the the little female you know when we said okay these are this is the one we want but the little her little brother who was like i say smaller and scrawnier mm-hmm. was like <laughs> and he had his little arm oh, through yeah. the cage trying to, and Dina looks at me and she goes, I can't leave him. You've got to get him. Yeah, But it exactly. helps with developmental process. Mm-hmm. If you've got them both together, they learn from each other. Right. They, and they, you know. It's, and they have they, a buddy to play with too. Right. That's Absolutely. a nice thing. Absolutely. Definitely. Coming up at 740, there's some interesting changes going on with Shreveport and Mardi Gras. Oh, boy, boy. And not everybody's happy. Boy, the pot has been stirred. We're going to talk about that coming up, Mike and McCarty. 1017. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
think I think you and I have a lot in common when it comes to like sports. Mm-hmm. Like like LSU. Yes. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. If, if you weren't an LSU fan, I don't know what I would do. Less than a month away. <gasps> the Florida Saints. State. Mm-hmm. Love the Saints. Love this. I still have a Dalton Hilliard jersey for crying out loud. Wow. I, I mean, yeah, I go back a long way. <laughs> but I got to say, I, I, I would not care if they cut Alvin Kamara. Really? Yeah. No. Wouldn't bother Character you. Character matters more to me. Ah, uh, yeah. Michael Thomas, cut him. Mm-hmm. I, I just and and I don't. We don't have time to go into a, a lot of depth on that, but no, it's not worth that to me. Too much. It's the what we call around here the poop to dollars ratio. <laughs> you know. Yes. And yes. I think it's out of balance in some of those cases. I do, absolutely. I do. think you're right. I do. Uh, speaking of poop to dollars. Um, <laughs> Some big controversy going on with the local Mardi Gras scene. Well, have you heard what the changes are for proposed? A Ooh. lot of people weren't happy about Ooh, that. Oh, Lord. We'll, we'll delve into coming up after the break. Mike and McCarty. What a- Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. So you've got some, which is not a surprise because Aaron gets information. You have people reach out to you. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so. but there's some people that aren't happy with some proposed changes. Apparently, there's been meeting with city officials. Yes, they had a meeting uh, with the mayor, with now, the CAO, uh, the parade executives, I guess. They're discussing their new parade contracts. We're talking about the Mardi Gras parades. Um, and they're talking about Is the this new a particular crew, both the crew of Centaur and crew of Gemini. I'm not sure if Highland was involved in the, the meetings okay. or not, but I know it was uh, Centaur and Gemini. But Highland, the crew of Highland Parade, mm-hmm. that's kind of a different animal. It is. It's it's through a neighborhood. Yeah. It's daytime starts typically Sunday, one o'clock. It's on a Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, big big difference. Um, it's. It's become the biggest in terms of the number of floats because everybody puts their floats in it. And it's got a lot of family-type floats and, you know, trailers and that kind of thing. It's but my, It's my favorite one. In terms of the big parades with the big, beautiful, decorated floats, uh, Gemini and Centaur are the biggies. And Gemini typically rolls on one Saturday. Centaur rolls the following Saturday. Now, years ago, they used to, like, Gemini would start downtown Mm-hmm. And go to Preston, okay? Mm-hmm. Go go Clyde Fant up to Shreveport Barksdale Highway and then East Kings Highway. And then the following week, the other parade would start at Preston. Do you remember that? Yeah, they and did they that would a couple of years. they go the opposite yeah. direction. I, I mean, when they first that. started, they came from Pierre Bossier Mall. Right, Over yes. the Shreveport-Barksdale Bridge Bossier. and, and yes. then into the East Kings. And then uh, Bossier officials at the time said, we don't want this nonsense anymore. No, they wanted an earlier start. Um, so that it was out of Bozier by dark and they, in the parade, the crews said no. Well, here's what Shreveport's proposing. Listen up. If you're a member of the crew or you love Mardi Gras, the city of Shreveport has proposed a start time of 2.30 in the afternoon. I don't have a problem with from, that. From, I think they had, it used to start at 4 or 4.30 and they bumped it back this past year, I believe, to 3.30. Now they want to bump it back another hour to 2.30. The hope is I think the city wants to hopefully have the parade over by darkness. Um, 
here's the other problem. Now, do, the, are, are there is there pushback to oh, that? Oh, huge pushback! Really? The parade spend the the floats spend thousands and thousands of dollars on Lights. things that things that light up their floats gotcha. to make them look gorgeous. Right. And you can't enjoy that at, well, then at they'll daytime. Look at all the money they'll save. Well, they're already done. They've already the money's already been spent. Now those features are useless to them. The second change that I'm told about, now again, I've, I've reached out to the city officials and they're, hopefully they'll join us tomorrow. Uh, the crew of uh, Centaur has a meeting tonight and they will talk with their board members about it and then they'll possibly join us tomorrow as well. Gemini has a meeting on Thursday, so we'll talk with them, you know, after that. The other change, this is a biggie, yeah. is to start the parade at the Clyde Fant and Stoner location rather than downtown. Um, you could use that parking lot at the boat launch and at the um, skateboard park for the staging, I guess. But that's still not enough room. No, that wouldn't be enough room. You're going to have to shut down Stoner and use Stoner Avenue for that. Um, that would cut the parade route by about a mile or mile and a half. The crews are not going to want that. I mean, they've already they want they want a long parade. They want to be able to enjoy the day. This would make it a you know a two hour ride. Essentially, it'd be over in two hours. You're done for all that work. You're over in two hours. Wow. So the parade essentially would be over by about five o'clock then. Five, five thirty, you know, maybe. Yeah. And, and you're done. Um, and here is the biggest change that has been proposed by the city of Shreveport. They want to change the Centaur parade date from February 3rd Which to. Which has already been set. It's already been set. People have made plans. They have, you know, people have booked hotel rooms to come in the, the, the people have booked their vacations around those dates and this would be to accommodate the african-american parade which is on the same date um in shreveport in downtown shreveport so they were having that parade i think during the morning hours and it may have been overlapping a little bit onto the crew of centaur downtown now i don't know if that's proposed for this but coming it's not year. the same route it's right? not the same route. The, no, it's not. The African American parade takes place through downtown. Mm -hmm. Yes, a much smaller parade. But the problem is that a lot of those folks that are, want to attend that parade, they also want to attend Centaur. Do they want to spend, you know, fifteen hours at parades if they're going to go to both? You well, know, you scheduled these. I, I don't know how this all happened. How it's all on the same date, but the the. The tick, the clock is ticking from the Easter date. You have to back up the calendar from Easter, you know, for when these parades start. So it is, uh, it's a big deal. Hopefully we'll hear from everybody tomorrow and uh, find out where they're going. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. There's still a lot of people, and and I'm I'm I am not not in this camp that hasn't forgiven the NFL. It's it's mm -hmm. kind of like the Bud Light thing. Yeah, it's like you 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 shoved this ideology down my throat that I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people because we were talking a minute ago about you know LSU and the Saints things and. Uh, one of the messages said, LSU football, yes, yeah, Saints football or any NFL football, never going back, just like Bud Light. Mm -hmm. And apparently, 
NASCAR suspended a driver for liking a George Floyd meme. Yeah. I haven't heard that story. I don't really follow NASCAR. It wasn't a real well-known driver. I don't even know his name. Um, But, yeah, he liked a meme that was apparently making fun of the George Floyd killing. And he he put a like on it. So they're going to cancel him now for that. As they should. That I mean, you for me that's a for me that why why would you even get involved in something like that? Well, I don't I, I don't want to get into a discussion you know what I mean? about that. I yeah I do I there do. Are, there I'm are some saying. things when you get on social media and you keyboard warrior stuff. I want you to read what you're writing out loud first. Oh, and I would know. You, I and would you like that? Would you like that read to your boss? What you're about to type. Would you like that read out loud to your superiors? And if the answer is no, don't freaking type it. Stop what you're doing. I didn't do it. Don't yell at me. I know. I'm sorry. It gets me upset. Because so, it's beyond the NASCAR driver. It's so many people get on their stupid keyboards. No, and I blah, agree. Blah, 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 blah. And, 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 and look, and, and I love getting our messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't put their names on there. And then that's the whole purpose. We wanted people to be anonymous. If you okay. want to be, that's cool. Okay. Because we want people to have an anonymity if they want to just spout. And sometimes they send us good info, too, that we can go check up on and follow up on. And they can't give their name. Maybe they're too closely involved. And if they gave their name, they could lose a job. So that's kind of the reason we did it. But I just get fed up with people that remember, just want Remember blah, 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 blah. Tell the Times? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> And, you know, and don't put too much weight in somebody's well, and that's comment, the thing. too. I if, mean, if you're not willing to put your name mm-hmm. to your opinion, then to me, that opinion doesn't hold a lot of validity. And that's the thing. You just have to kind of brush it all off because, I mean, they'll... Uh, I mean, you know, I come up here and I may not, you know, be very popular with some of the things I say, but I, I, I'm... It's my name. I'm yep. telling you what I'm thinking. It's your opinion out there, and you know you can now. Do love I it agree it. with making fun of the George Floyd killing? No. Oh my of God! Of course no. not. Yes. No. And that's not what I'm saying. Right. But but we can have a whole discussion on cancel culture. Mm-hmm. That's that's my point. Oh, you're you're absolutely right about that. It's gone way too far, way too far, yeah. and too crazy. But again, but, but when you have things like the NFL. You know, supporting Black Lives Matter, which, again, that's a whole discussion on, on the, the actual ideology of Black Lives Matter. And um, Bud Light and what they've supported and all these. Why are these companies promoting these woke philosophies? Just do what you do. Mm-hmm. Just go, Bud Anheuser-Busch, just sell beer. Yeah, make a good beer. Don't tell me what to think. And, Just and sell market, me the best beer you can make, and market it to your demo, and don't stray from that. You know you're NFL. making a mistake. Just yeah. give me a football game, right? Shut up. Yeah. Ruben's like, uh, giving us the signal, Micah McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. So, I think Friday afternoon, Friday, my wife sent me a text and she said, "Hey, will you go with me to go see the Oppenheimer movie?" Okay. And we talked about it last week, and I was like, "Well, that's one I can wait for Netflix." Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's 
uh, even though they did shoot it with IMAX cameras. Yes, they did. Um, try, of course. Yeah, of course. You I'll go. go mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Same response when she goes, can we go get a kitten? <laughs> and you come home with two. Yeah. Uh, I've been married 40 years and not learned Smart nothing. man. Mm-hmm. But it was very interesting. Uh, you've seen the movie. Yes. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Three hours long. Mm-hmm. It's based on one, pretty much on one information source. It's a, a book called American Prometheus. The authors are Kai Bird and Martin J. Sherwin. Now, mm-hmm. now my first, my first um, caveat is don't get your history from Hollywood. Yeah. Okay? Great movies in the past, but you can <laughs> you can Google inaccurate historical movies. Braveheart, great movie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies, okay? But historically inaccurate. Yeah. William Wallace, first of all, he, he wasn't 5'6", like like Mel Gibson is. Right. Wallace was like seven <laughs> feet tall. Oh, my goodness. Um, but but the the film depicts him as having an affair with the, the queen and then ended up she's having his... That never didn't mm-hmm. happen. She didn't. Um, they, they Historians say they probably never even met. Hmm. Uh, Gladiator. Marcus Aurelius wasn't killed by his jealous, evil son, Tomatus. I wouldn't. No, he died of chicken pox. Okay. That was different I in mean, the movie. I mean, it's just some, you know, the sound of music for crying out loud. And, 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 and granted, it's based on a true story. Right. And a lot of them will say that based on a true story. Loosely, yeah. But, you know, historically, not accurate. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have to climb over the Alps. To get away from the Germans. They did First of all, no. Um, and second of all, they act, the captain and, and Maria got together like 10 years before the invasion. I mean, it was... Okay. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Enjoy the movie. So but, what was wrong my, about Oppenheimer? Well, when we left, I, I told Dina, I said... I, I now, and let me say this full disclosure: I'm woefully ignorant about that era, about that particular story mm-hmm. in history. Okay, I knew the names, I knew some of the names. Sure, no, basically, yes, the atom bomb and what happened and mm-hmm. the testing and uh, some of the Los Alamos things. But I mean, I don't know details. Didn't know anything on the hearings. No, I didn't either. All the communist stuff. Didn't right. know a thing about it. Nothing. But I told Dina after, I said, just, I would be willing to bet. And I don't know. I didn't know who Louis Strauss was, the senator. Mm-hmm. I, I said, didn't I'd be willing to bet he's a Republican. Hmm. And when I started doing some research after the film, he's, all I'm going to say is, go look him up yourself. Yeah. Go do some actual research on Louis Strauss yourself. And, you know, was he the evil protagonist 
you know, that he was actually depicted in the film. Right, right. Look up actual history on Oppenheimer and his involvement in communist organizations and affiliations. The movie made it look like he was not, that it was It made it look like he was almost an unwilling participant. Yes. But do you think he was more involved? I think he was more involved. Really? And if you look up actual information, now, was he evil? And Strauss good? No, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying is do your own research. Don't get your history strictly from Hollywood. Yeah. We all know Jack and Rose weren't on the Titanic. They weren't. No. They weren't even real no. people. No. There were some historical events depicted mm-hmm. and, and historical figures depicted. But but yeah. look up these actual information, you know, look up information on Strauss. Mm-hmm. Did he do some questionable thing? I don't know. But but it's hard for me to imagine he's this evil right, you know, figure in history. And and from what I understand, he was vilified at some point. In the 50s, in the mid-50s, because of these hearings, right. Oppenheimer was viewed as a hero mm-hmm. um, at, at, before he was vilified through the hearings. I just, Robert Downey Jr. was amazing in the oh, movie. Phenomenal. He was amazing. You know, in terms of, was this the greatest movie I ever saw? No. I, you know, it, it was long. <laughs> it was three hours. The first hour and a half, I was oh. confused. It, they might as well have been speaking Mandarin. Yeah, it. You got to follow along. I mean, it, you have to use your brain. This is not a movie to go relax and just chill and just lose yourself. No, you got to you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. And you got to follow the dots. Part of the problem with people, I had some popcorn, and my wife she hits me on the arm. Would you stop shaking your popcorn? I can't hear. <laughs> and I found out later, the director Christopher Nolan does not believe in ADR. ADR means audio dialogue replacement okay and most 99 percent of films go back into the studio after filming and the actors recreate their dialogue in studio to get clean dialogue Hmm. nolan doesn't believe in that so Uh what you see on film is what was what was recorded okay and those imax cameras are loud Uh they make a lot of noise so when you have a quiet scene and it's just two people and they're having dialogue yeah. and they're talking if you i mean you mm. hear the camera now there's software that can eliminate that right to some degree but you're getting all kinds of you know ambient noise and sound through the dialogue so it is hard to hear at some point yeah. and then you're adding sound effects you're adding music um you're adding you know special effects mm-hmm. so Sometimes it is hard to hear. Oh, yeah. Def- and it that's was, not a movie that you want to miss any dialogue. No. Part of it, it was so, so loud. And then part of it, I was straining yeah. the I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, you got to be you got to be all there with this movie or you're going to miss a lot. That's just for sure. No so doubt about it. It was very interesting. And I want to watch the movie again after doing some research. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, very compelling. Yeah. You know, very good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Again, don't just get your history from Hollywood, though. Yeah, that's, that's for that's, sure. That's my big, that's mm-hmm. my big take on that. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on one hundred one seven FM and seven ten Keel. 
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Michael McCarty. Um, you know, the, uh, another keyboard warrior comment. Oh, I, you, you know, I'm, folks heard me say <laughs> that the NASCAR driver should be suspended for liking a comment. I never said that. I simply said, stay in your lane, whatever your lane is. If you're a NASCAR driver, be a NASCAR driver. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Don't go out and like memes about the George Floyd killing. Well, if you you do, then be prepared to get... Be prepared for the backlash. If you sell beer, sell beer. Make the best beer you can make. And if you're going to venture into politics, be prepared for the backlash. I don't care what end of the spectrum you're on. I think it's bad for a NASCAR driver to go out and like a meme of the George Floyd killing. I don't think anybody should get out of their lane and then say, oh, I don't have to have any consequences. Yeah, you do on both ends, um, from the right and from the left. If you want to venture out and do something different from what you are out in the world doing, then prepare for me not to buy your product. Right. If I don't like what you said. Or not to support you, or not to buy your T-shirt if you're a NASCAR driver. That's just right. all I'm saying. I, you know, the counts cancel culture is out there. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I think it's crazy, but that's the that's the way we live. Well, that's the way we live now. I, I I may not be a Mensa candidate, but I am smart enough to make up my own mind on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I don't need some corporation. Anheuser Busch or Nike or you know countless others Starbucks I don't need you telling me how to think and and what I should think about certain social issues right right it's not your place shut up make your coffee mhm that's what I want you for NFL shut up it, and and entertain me on Sunday afternoons I want to watch the football game. I don't want to know what you think about Black Lives Matter or the social justice issues of the day. Mm-hmm. I can get that information on my own. Thank you very much. And there'll be some in the NFL that say, we want to say that. We want to, you know, we well, want to do it. you know what? Then you're going to face the then, consequences. That's exactly right. And that's what's happened. And you can't go out and whine about why your ratings are down. Why my beer's not selling. And if you have players like Alvin Kamara that go out and just perform hideous acts, beat the snot out of somebody in a club along with others, and then there's there's basically no... Yeah, he's suspended for three games. I'm a huge Saints fan, okay? Mm-hmm. And last year I started going, uh, I don't know how are the Saints doing, and I did watch the Saints games. Yeah. I, I did. But but I cut him. I don't want him on the team. Could live without him. I can live without him. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many, how many yards he runs. I, character to me matters more than on-field performance. Right. You there know, are Jimmy so Johnson. many people that would kill to have that spot. Oh, and, and you know, yeah. You know, Jimmy Johnson. Back in his day as coach for the Cowboys, yeah, legendary coach. But if you ask his wife what kind of husband he was, what kind of father he what mm-hmm. kind of man he was. Now, was I in his house? No. Right. In my passing judgment, probably, based on what I've heard. 
Mm-hmm. Not the nicest person. Yeah. I would rather have somebody like a Drew Brees. Yeah, of course, we want talent. Right. But somebody with character. Absolutely. You it's know, critical. And yeah. that's and that's why, you know, I, I, I'm still on I I'm still looking into this John Gruden situation. Saints bringing Gruden in as a consultant. Right. Well, is that the best idea? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. Did he say some stupid things? Yeah. Have I said stupid things? Absolutely. Even in the short time I've been here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, and, we will and I've both said say, it in front of hundreds of people. We will say some more stupid things. I promise. That's just what will happen. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just... I'm so over all of all of this, and I just want you know if you, whatever it is you do, do it. And if you want to get get political, know that there could be consequences. That's it. That's all I'm having to say. And, and just shut up. And there's a reason, you know. Now, is my little piddly shopping on Heinz products going to affect the Heinz Corporation? No, of course not. But if mm-hmm. enough people a.k.a. Bud Light, go, you know what? I'm tired of this. Had enough, yeah. I've had enough of this mm-hmm. NFL ratings. That's why they went to Nickelodeon. They're <laughs> trying to find new audiences. Right, exactly. Oh, let's, let's target the eight-year-olds. They're not, you know, the, we can we can infiltrate their minds. Mm-hmm. And they're not being uh, influenced by. Right. So that's, you know. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to do that if you just shut up and do your job. Absolutely. Coming up at 840, we're going to talk about some proposed changes for Mardi Gras in Shreveport. Some of these are monsters. And some people aren't happy. Oh, yeah. Mike and McCarty, 1017. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Checking the Shreveport Security Systems Message Board. And uh, we're talking about woke corporations just real quick. Um, and, and one of the messages says, Chick-fil-A, just shut up and make chicken. Don't buy it. You're right. You don't like them, don't buy it. Hobby if, Lobby, you don't like it, if, don't if, buy it. If what they're espousing, Christian values, is offensive to you, then don't go there. Don't you have the exact chicken. same choice. Exactly. <laughs> It works both ways. I agree. I think they should stay in their lane and make chicken. You know, but if they choose not to, they have to face the consequences. Hobby Lobby, you want to come out and be religious and and all that? Fine. Face the consequences. I'm not saying it for one side or the other. I don't know why people hear that. There's consequences on both sides. Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up after the break, maybe. I know, maybe. uh, There's some big changes proposed for uh, Mardi Gras coming up this year, technically next year. And uh, find out what those are and why some people are not happy about it. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I get told what to do at home. I get told what to do at work. These guys that have, like, 
first of all, multiple wives. What what the hell's wrong with you? How do you do it? How or, or, or relationships with yeah with side girls? It's like, yeah, it's like what what is wrong with you? I don't deal. I've yeah. got a, I've got a wife at home. I've got a work wife mm-hmm. here telling me what to do. <laughs> okay, I'm on the I'm on the website. <laughs> all right, here's the deal. They had a big confab. Uh, with the mayor, the CAO, the heads of the uh, crew of Gemini and Centaur parades were there, SPAR director and some other city officials to talk about the new contracts for those two big parades. And they have proposed some changes. Folks are going crazy. You can see all the changes right now, keelnews.com. But three of the biggies are moving the start time of those two big parades to 2.30. Now, nobody from the city has confirmed this yet. I got this information from one of the crews. So, I'm hopefully we'll get the um, city folks on tomorrow Who to talk about it. was at a meeting with the right. mayor and mm-hmm. CAO yes. and city officials. Absolutely. Moving the start time of those two big parades to 2.30. Change the location of the parade start from downtown Shreveport to the Clyde Fant Parkway at Stoner. So all that route between Stoner and downtown would be cut out. That cuts about a mile, mile and a half out of the route. Um, and then the third one and the biggie. See, so far I don't see a huge issue. Oh, the parade people do. They want, they don't want it to be a two hour parade. If you start at Stoner, you cut out a lot of the route and, and, and you cut out that family zone, much of the families. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that, and, and a lot of the parking people use downtown to park to get over to the parade. Anyway, the third one and the biggie is to change the date of the Centaur Parade from February 3rd to accommodate the African-American Parade, which is on the same date. And you can see the dates of all the parades. But well, my the, question there is, who scheduled those? Who who was first? Who scheduled what? I'm, I'm not sure who scheduled what. But the big issue, and we all can relate to this, for those two parades on the same date is manpower. We don't have a police force right now, and they're required to be at the downtown parade with lots of security for that. And then they're required to be at the Centaur parade with lots of security for that. And we, we're down 140 officers, I believe right. was the last count. Yeah. We don't have the manpower to take, take care of both of those parades on the same day. You would just be straining your department to the limit. And then the other thing along with that is that some people want to go to both parades. And if you, you know, if you want to go to the African American parade, you're starting your, your morning out and then you're going to be at parades, you know, all day. Um, and people want to have the option to attend, you know, both of those parades. So you have a meeting of the Centaur board tonight. You have a meeting of the Gemini board, I believe, on Thursday. And then they will decide, you know, what of these changes can they stomach? What of these changes can they not stomach? And they'll go back and negotiate with the city and we'll, well see what happens. What, but what what can they do? If the city says you have to start at 2.30, what are you going to do? I mean, can, there's no leverage that the parade... Well, and I don't have, know. Are there? Are Other the, than moving out, like, you know, maybe they'll go, okay, we'll go to Bossier. You you could do that. You could say, Bossier, I'm coming over there. We're going to run it up and down your parkway. The thing is, I don't know the status of the contracts. Have they already expired? Are they trying to renegotiate from the, the old, the existing contract? I would I would be surprised if they've let them expire already, and we're now negotiating a right, new contract right. this late into the game, because they have to order beads and stuff, you know, like now they have to get everything rolling now. 
Um, and if you have a, a two-hour shorter parade, you don't have to order as many beads. I mean, there's a lot of things. And you have your balls the week before your, your parade. You've already booked the locations for that. Um, there's a lot of things you're now throwing a, a monkey wrench into this system that um, these folks are going to be really upset about. And they are. I mean, are based they proposing on my phone, these changes for this upcoming Mardi Gras season or to go it. into effect? No, because that February incrementally or no, because that February 3rd date is the date that's in question for this coming year that both parades are scheduled on the same date. Um, so I'm I know they're all trying to reach a settlement and an agreement. I believe that they, you know, if the parades, if they said, y'all got to give us one of these, I think the parades would probably say, we'll give you the earlier start time. Um, I don't think, I think the, I think starting at Stoner might be a deal breaker. I, I know changing the Centaur date is a deal breaker. I, I'd be surprised if it's not. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what those crews do. I've reached out to the crews to get them on. They want to come on after their boards meet. Uh, Shelly Ragel, I'm hoping she'll join us tomorrow to talk about why they've made these proposals. Now, I know years, I know we got to take a break. Mm-hmm. Years past, Bozier didn't want the parades, but you say the current administration does. I think they are interested. Mikey McCarty, 1017 FM 710 Kio. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kio. You were talking about changes for Mardi Gras coming up, or or, or, or proposed changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state fair last week announced some major changes that they're implementing, and these I think are going to be really good. Uh, free parking for one. Oh, for the whole the whole run of the fair. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Ha- yes. Thank you. Really? Somebody said, you know, <laughs> they're also doing uh, free entry, children under two. Okay. Makes sense. And then three to 12, an $8 ticket. Oh. So they're making it more affordable for well, families to so be able to. bring the whole family down there. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. They are uh, in talks with the Shreveport Police Department, enhanced security procedures, uh, including metal detectors. Okay. Going in that that front gate there. All right. Um, which is, you know, which is good. Now, th- they'll have to be enhanced security around the perimeters because people sneaking in, mm-hmm. somebody causing trouble, wants to cause trouble, uh, probably aren't going to come in through the front gate. Right. You know. And, you know, if you, truthfully, if you looked at the history, most of the issues surrounding the state fair have taken place off the ground. That's mm-hmm. right. People leaving there the fair or walking to the fair. Mm-hmm. Or have been some fights. But for the most part, the, the, the serious issues are off-site. Mm-hmm. And they're changing the hours, too? They are. Noon to 9 p.m. on weekdays and then 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on weekends. Okay. So That's kind of cool. Yeah, some cool changes coming in. Trying to revive the state fair, get it back up to what it was. I mean, it in its heyday... I mean, it was deep. Everybody went oh, to the fair. Absolutely. You went. I mean, I remember as a child going in, in the at the Baton Rouge Fair, going with my daddy and riding the Tilt a Whirl. Every, everybody had to go. My grand, we had six original grandkids when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. My sister and I, and then we had uh, three cousins that were brothers, and then another cousin. 
my grandmother kept us a lot. I remember yeah. some of my greatest childhood memories are with Granny. Mm-hmm. You know, Granny and Grandpa. And Granny used to take all six of us grandkids to the fair. Wow. Can you imagine? That's a brave woman. Yes. Man. She was a she was a tough little Irish washwoman. Oh. She was great. That's awesome. So I'm hoping it'll revive the fair. I'm hopeful. Their their biggest hurdle that they're going to have to overcome is going to be security. Yes. People want, you know, if they don't feel safe going into that area mm-hmm. period yeah um there, it, it's going to be an uphill battle right which i, I which i i hate I, the only thing that the, some of the schools do that weekday visit to the fair like at 10 in the morning when they used mm-hmm. to open at 10 so they'll just have to push that back and go you know at the lunch hour and then get them home mm-hmm. in time to get them home for three o'clock but that may change the school schedule just a smidge but other than or maybe they're going to be Especially opened earlier hours just for the kids from schools. They I'm might accommodate sure. that schedule, yeah, because yeah. they got to be sure. open to the public, right? Not to, which not to would the also be a great idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Those kids would have the fair to themselves, kind of, which right. is kind of because they typically don't go on the rides. They just take them through all the ag exhibits and such, and that's not a bad idea. Or the kids zone, the little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for. I love the fair. Love Sorry. it. Mm-hmm. I do. I still. I love the fair, and and I hope uh, these these changes are will have a positive impact. You bet. Mike and McCarty make it a great. Monday, 101.7.